Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Welcome back to Character and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Randy Character, Michelle Smallman with you. And it is a pleasure to go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and welcome former Cardinal slugger, world champion, hitting coach, uh, Cardinal Hall of Famer Mark McGuire with the big documentary coming out on Sunday night. We wanted to get in touch with Big Mac. Good to have you with us. How are you? Thank you very much for having me. I'm doing great. Good. I'm doing really good. It's that's great to hear. And uh, last time I had a chance to see you, I think, was when you came in for the Hall of Fame a few years ago. And it's great to see you. And it'll be great to see you on Sunday night back in the Cardinal Red. How excited are you yeah. about, about seeing the, the documentary on Sunday? Yeah, uh, yeah, it brings back a lot of great memories. Of course, I mean, it's just uh, and in light what's going on with the the baseball world right now, trying to work things out, and you know. You know, for uh, what happened that year to <clears throat> to bring the fans back after the '94 strike, um, just to electrify St. Louis and in the baseball world, it was. Uh, I got a chance to see the rough cut of it um, just before the pandemic. Um, AJ uh, showed me it, and um, it was really it was emotional. Um, I'm sure he's uh, he's crossed a few more T's and dotted a few more eyes to. Uh, finish up the project but um it was it, it was really cool you know it's been it's not like i sit and look at videos and do uh, read articles about that you know 20 some odd years ago and so i found myself uh getting caught up in the moment so cool it should be really really good for the fans of baseball and especially the fans in st louis to reminisce from 20 some odd years ago so, Mark, you participated in the interviews. You said you've watched the rough cuts and you got caught up in the moment. What sort of emotions were you feeling as you watched it unfold in, in the rough cut? Well, it's uh, it's more or less, you know, I mean, think about it. So <clears throat> in 1987, when I was a rookie and, um, and I, I had 33 home runs at the All-Star break, they tabbed me at that year. They tabbed me the guy. I was the guy that was going to break Roger Maris's record. Um, fast forward um, 11 years later, um, and it happened. Um, you know, uh, just putting myself back in that batter's box, seeing the video, understanding what was going through my mind, um, understanding how how difficult it was to. Uh, to constantly just keep talking to myself and my psychology of, of just the, uh, the mindset that I had to be in, you know, that's where uh, I think that's where it separated uh, myself from, from Sammy, as far as finishing up on top. I mean, I could not allow him to, you know, he, he tied it, he came in and got it. And then he, he could have finished the season with the record, and I just mentally and physically could not allow that to happen. So I had to go to another space in my mind. And it's a space where I know a lot of people, um, a lot of people that play sports have never reached it. Um, it is possible. Um, there's, there's a few athletes that can get there, specifically Michael Jordan and Kobe and Tiger Woods, to say a few of them. Um, it's just a, it's a mindset where, you you just don't know what's going on around you. Um, you, you it's just like you're floating. 
Um, but you totally understand what your body's trying to do. Um, and it was a lot of hard work. Um, I got to that position just by failure, basically. You know, the years that I had in Oakland <clears throat> that weren't very good and going through a lot of uh, injuries. You know, I had to really deep uh, dig deep down inside to really understand who I was as a person and how strong I could get mentally. Um, and it just it just fell into place. And um, I, I I I mean I that's where that's where the 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 emotions come out because you know when you it's just it's, when you put yourself in that position you know how difficult it was uh, and it might seem easy when somebody's there watching it, and especially when the media was asking me on a daily basis, why didn't you hit a home run? Because it looked so easy, um, but it wasn't. Um, and this, the outside distractions of every day at the ballpark with the 50, 75, and possibly hundreds of media on a given day to constantly ask you the same question time and time again. Um, it was It was difficult as far as, trying to take care of that. But when I got on the field, I was in my sanctuary and, uh, and believe me, it's uh, that's where, again, that's where the emotions came out because it's not like I sit and watch that stuff on a daily basis. And, and when I saw some videos and, and trust me, it's, it was, it's, it's when you go back that far, you know, HD didn't really exist, you know? So it's <laughs> the videos are a little bit of fuzzy. Um, so, yeah, it was. It's really good. I hope everybody enjoys it, um, and it's uh, especially where we are today with trying to try to get the game of baseball back on the field. Um, it's uh, hopefully it puts a lot of smiles and and um, you know a lot of a lot of kids that were kids back then and are now grown ups uh, bring them back to that spot. Mark, as you're recounting this, all I can think of is the pressure that surrounds that moment. People tab you to break this record before the season starts. You talk about the media that you have to deal with before and after every game. People are there during batting practice waiting to see something spectacular. (laughs) Then you get on the field knowing that Sammy may have hit a home run and you're tasked with giving everyone a show. And you talk about going to this place mentally that you had to be at to be able to execute this. But did you feel that pressure? And if you did how were you able to block that out? Take us into your mind on how you would approach every game. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, it's. Uh, I mean, I did a lot of meditation. Um, I, I was known for going into the <laughs> the doctors at a private room with a with a table, and I would I would go into that room and and I would take my fifteen to twenty minute uh, meditation nap, if you want to call it. And um, I was so into visualization. Because I trusted my eyes so much, and the thing is, is when you when you know you know baseball is a visual thing. Yes, it's you know, it takes the physical ability to do it, but you have the eyesight to do it, and and when you can visually and mentally prepare yourself, <clears throat> the physical stuff just sort of falls into place, and so that's where the thing is. Is I, I when I would take these uh, so-called meditation naps. I was visualizing what I was going to try to do. I was putting myself in that position before that, before the time even existed. Um, and it's uh, it's uh, it's a tough task to do, and it and it takes time to do that. And that's where that's where a lot of athletes don't want to do it. They they they, they don't want to spend the time. I I didn't know I could do it. 
um, and it just and I started doing it, and and I and I saw where I could get to, and it's it's a it's a space where it's like. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if anybody out there knows where it's like where you're actually floating and but you're physically walking and it's um it's it's a eerie feeling but it's a space where it's just like man this is this is a is a great spot and and you don't hear any noise and it's so quiet um and peaceful <laughs> to tell you the truth but but on the outside it's just like it you know people are just uh, you know, like you said, like the batting practice, um, you know, I had to play a game before the game because the batting practice, you know, they started allowing the fans to come in two hours before the game and there would be 25 or 30,000 fans watching batting practice, you know, um, and then I had to, you know, reset myself and go back and, and do my things that I needed to do. Um, you know, and then there's the stuff, you know, away from the ballpark that I would do the meditations and the, the get away from what you call the distractions. Um, you know, um, just the, uh, the amount of the attention going places and, um, you know, the autographs, the, the media, um, today doing it today. I knowing what I went through back then, 20 some odd years ago, trying to do something like that at that level today. Oh my goodness gracious. I, I don't know. It's just like, it's just that, that, that you'd, uh, you'd have to be somewhere else. I mean, I'd have to find another deeper part of my mind to go to, and I know it's there. Um, so I, it's, it's like, it's, uh, I hope that answers your question, Michelle, because it's like, it's, um, it's sort of tough to like really sit down and like, I can only feel it. But I can I can definitely tell you that you can get there, and uh, you just have to allow yourself to get there. That's the thing you have to allow yourself to to get to that space. Mark McGuire is with us on 101 ESPN. The documentary, the 3430 Long Gone Summer, coming up Sunday night on ESPN TV. And Mark, I always tell people that my favorite opening day, and I love everything about Cardinal Opening Day, but my favorite one was 1998. You hit the Grand Slam off of Ramon Martinez, <laughs> and it was such a glorious day too. Does that one stick in your mind's eye? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. To, it was against my hometown team, the Dodgers, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Of all, of, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I just, re- I mean, I mean, just say go back prior to that. The, you know, the, the, yeah. You know, I know I did a photo shoot with Sports Illustrated, you know, for the baseball preview issue, and it was they were they were tabbing it like this is the year, you know. So going into spring training, it was like this is the year it's going to be broken, like like really you know nobody knows that anything's going to happen within six months it's like if we did we we'd all be really successful right so it's just like you know doing this photo shoot realizing okay i'm going into spring training man i gotta start you know i i gotta start digging deep right now you know way before the season starts and um you know then going to spring training and having nice spring training and then that opening day, of course, uh, St. Louis's opening day is the best opening day in all of baseball. It's hands down the best opening day. The, 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 to bring back all the, the Hall of Famers and the old timers, and it's just everybody in red. It's just the sea of red. It's just it's just such a great feeling. And to and to tap it off with a grand slam to start it off, and and then here we go. And uh, six months, it's like uh, wow, yeah. 
It was good. So, Mark, everyone said this is the season that the record will be broken. Everyone pointed to you as the guy to do it. But then comes along Sammy Sosa. When did yeah. you first notice that Sammy <laughs> was going to be your true opponent in this home run race? And did having a true opponent, somebody that you knew every night was chasing you and or somebody that could break it potentially before you fuel your fire to get this done? Yeah, well, to tell you the truth, and and, and I even I mentioned this in the, in the documentary, it's like I – I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't really know who Sammy was. I know he played in the major leagues, but, you know, I know he was a nice player, but it's just, it, it, Sammy's name wasn't even in the conversation. It, it was, it was, a, it was always me and Ken Griffey back and forth. It was me and Ken Griffey uh, for years. And, um, and I thought if there was anybody, it was going to be Ken Griffey. And he was there for a while. Um, but it wasn't until June and where Sandy, the Sammy just went off. I mean, he did, uh, the record breaking 20 home runs in a month. I mean, that's ridiculous. And I was like, wow, okay, this is, this is crazy. Um, and, and I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm really glad he really was there because it, it to be pushed like that and to, to set yourself into another position and, and yeah, uh, in your mind and really just really, checking yourself every night and just saying to yourself, this is, I'm not allowing this to happen. Um, it's, it's like, it sets you, it sets you apart. And, uh, I'm telling you, I, I, it's funny cause Tony, I was telling Tony the last weekend against Montreal, I, I was like, Tony, I'm done, man. I'm, I'm, I'm done. He's like, Mark, we got to push it, man. And, uh, there we go. You know, I, and I remember being on that field on, uh, was it? Yeah. Friday night. And, and I remember the fans hearing the hearing the fans go, oh, and he's in, you know, he's in, he's in, he's in Houston. He hits a home run, and he he went ahead. And I was like, wow. And I think it was like an inning later. I, you know, I tied him, um, and then I ended up hitting two on Saturday and two on Sunday. And uh, I, I just I couldn't. I, I it's just like it was really amazing to just to really to to come on top, just to do it. Period. To, to break Rogers uh, Maris's record, uh, to have all the things that happened on that the, that week of uh, 60, 61, 62, um, you know that the 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 universe was lined up correctly and perfectly, and um, yeah, I was just uh, man. <laughs> I mean, I just get emotional thinking about it now. So. And and along those lines, Mark, with the emotion. It was so cool for us as fans to have Matt there. That must have been so special for you to have your son be there at an age where he knew what was going on and to have him be down on the field with you. That was you talk about emotional. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was great. You know, it's yeah. Again, it was like um, no special moment. Obviously, uh, you know, and uh, you know, my ex-wife Kathy and her husband Tom were fantastic and. You know they were they were there in attendance and um, you know so yeah it was great I mean I it, it's just like there, there's nothing planned and it it just happened and he ends up running there uh, you know home plate and we you know hug each other raise them up and it's just like it's just something that just it just happened and I, I couldn't be any happier and I mean right now it's like if people uh, if he walked down the street in St Louis right now people would have no idea who he is because of how much he's grown. They just still picture this little chubby 10 year old kid, you know, <laughs> and uh, now he's 32 and 
you know, he's a, he's a working man and he's got a fantastic job and, and uh, very, very smart. And I'm, I couldn't be happier for him how he says he just advances as a human being and as a person. Do you have that picture but in your house? Just, what's that? Do you have that picture in yeah. your house? Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I actually have a painting. Yeah, there's a painting. Somebody gave me a painting. And there's a painting of me raising him up, yeah. It's fantastic. We've obviously been so excited for the debut of this documentary here in St. Louis. We've been having guests on our show every day to to talk about this. And everyone that we've spoken to that had played with you, they want to emphasize what a great teammate you were. And I wonder what that was like for you as such a great teammate, as a team first guy, to come in every day and have it be all about you. Not because of what you wanted, but because this was the story in baseball and the media and the game was always going to be focused on you. So what was that like for you, and how did you deal with that on a day-to-day basis? Michelle, that was – that was uh, if there's anything that was, like, extremely tough, that was it. Because, I mean, I think about it. You play baseball. You don't, you, you don't play – it's not golf. You know, it's not tennis. You know, it's, 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 it's not one-on-one. It, it's a team effort. And, uh, you know, I was raised uh, to play this game and to, to prepare yourself as an individual, but you, you win as a team, you lose as a team. It takes the 25, the 30, 40 guys throughout the year to, to win um, and to be singled out on a daily basis. That, that, that bothered me. It did. Um, you know, and, and I think the thing is, is like it got to a point where, you know, some of the players, it, they, it's like it was sort of a distance when we went away and we were on the road and stuff. You know, because I was getting recognized all the time, and it was just like I had—I was always—I was basically by myself a lot, uh, just because I didn't want to uh, be a nuisance to them and to have to be around them. And then all of a sudden, people are coming, and then they're—they're uh, they're wanting to talk or autographs or pictures or whatever it be. And and then you know, my friends, the players, it just didn't—they—they they weren't even acknowledged. It bothered me. Um, and then at the games, you know, it's like the nights that I didn't do anything and we won and, you know, guys had great nights. They, they, they just sort of shot. They didn't even go talk to them. You know, if they did, it was like for a second or two. And, and they wanted to come talk to me about, like, why didn't you get a home run? What's going on? It's like, and I was like, I was sort of embarrassed. Um, now it's a tough thing, yeah. It was really, really tough. But, I, I, you know, I really appreciate them saying that stuff because it's, it's – the thing is, is like you don't really know. You don't really know at going, especially at that time, what players really think or, or have their feelings about you because you're in that moment and you're. And I'm trying to try to juggle all this stuff that's going on in my life and trying to accommodate and make sure that you know my teammates uh, are getting noticed too. And sometimes they don't. And I, I don't know if they were upset. I don't know if they were. You know, um, I don't know, just they just didn't care for it. I, I don't know. And then to hear what you said that you've had them on, and yeah, it makes me feel good. Well, Thank you. And Mark, I would do those post game open lines, and then I'd stop by the clubhouse when I was done, and it'd be the clubhouse guys, it'd be Rip, and it'd be Kurt, and they would be telling me what a great guy you were. And you know, you were in baseball clubhouses long enough. The clubhouse guys know everything. And they, they told me the story. Yeah, yeah. They do, right? And they know who's a good guy <laughs> yeah, and who, who's not. Yes, they do. So, and, uh, yeah. so, but I, I want to 
tell the story, and you can because you actually did it. But after you hit the 50th home run for the third straight season, you signed a baseball for every single teammate. You talked about being alone, but that that's a really thoughtful, time-consuming gesture that that tells the story of what a teammate Mark McGuire was. Well, thank you. Yes, I did, um, and I ended up I ended up signing balls for everybody uh, um, for milestones throughout their whole year. And to uh, to be quite honest with you, um, I didn't keep one piece of anything through the '98 season. Wow! My batting gloves, my my shoot, my cleats, um, uniform parts, T-shirts, uh, stuff. I think the only thing I kept was my glove, my bat, my first baseman's glove, my hat, my everything. I I gave those with autographs on the specific days and things I did throughout the year to players, coaches, managers, um, you know, whoever it may be, um, you know, uh, front office personnel from other ball clubs. It's just, I wanted them to have uh, that as a memory because I, I, the memory was already with me in my mind. So it's like for them to have a piece of that, I thought it was more important than me keeping it. Uh, now, 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 fast forward now having my family now with my my five children. You know, now they're like, Dad, won't you have this stuff? Oh, <laughs> like, well, I go, I just said, I go. Well, you guys didn't exist back in those days. You know, I didn't even know your I didn't even know your mother at the time. So, you know, I just you know you can't fast forward that fast. You know, so, but uh, that's just the way I that's just the way I you know I am as a person. It's like. Um, you know, I always think of other people before me. So, Mark, yesterday Sammy was on the air in Chicago, and he was asked about how he would react to people that say, oh, uh, this chase wasn't legitimate. And uh, it's my favorite. 62 is my favorite event that I've ever been at, and I can't retroactively change my emotions. I, I loved it. Right. And I saw the balls. I, I was there for every game, and I saw the balls go over the fence. So, how do you react when somebody says '98 uh, was great, but it, I feel differently well, about it now because it wasn't legit? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Come walk in my shoes and tell me it's not legit. So, um, yeah, that's that's crazy. It's just, uh, I mean, it's it's, uh, it's, it's. I'm I'm almost like speechless even to comment on that. It's. Uh, we talked about it before. It's like they have, people are going to make comments like that. They're always going to have these naysayers are going to say things. Um, you know, it's to 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 hit a baseball is the toughest thing to do in sport alone. Uh, to 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 try to break a record like that to set yourself apart from each uh, any anybody in the history of the game as far as a single season home run record uh, to where your mind can go. It's like it's. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty legit. Um, it's it's crazy to think um, that that it's uh, yeah things have happened since then. Yes, okay, I've I've talked about that, but to understand that um, where you can go with your mind and you have to hit a baseball, um, nothing nothing is gonna nothing can do that other than you yourself in your eyes and your mind. No doubt. Two more quick things, Mark. Number one, we talked a, a lot about this season. Would you classify that season for you as fun? There was parts, yeah, very fun, yes. There was parts very fun. Um, 
you know, thinking back now and, and, you know, it's, you know, Randy, it's like, it's, I think the the biggest thing is like, it's like, the thing is about baseball, it's an everyday thing. So it's really the only sport that plays every day. So we get to run into the media and fans at the stadium on an everyday basis. And that's, and that's the thing. It's like, if, if I, I don't know how I can make it any more funner than, um, than it was because it was, I know it was fun, but yeah, but I, I had to be serious at the time. I couldn't be sitting there going, Oh, I'm just going to just wing it. I just, I'm not that kind of a person built inside. It's like, I, I'm not going to wing anything. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to process it. Um, you know, I, I know what I needed to do mentally. Um, yeah, I, I, I've, I've thought about that. Like, how can I, how can I make this any funner about like just dealing with the media? I, I don't know if there's any other way to do it because we have to, we have to talk to the media and see everybody on an everyday basis. And that's a tough task to do when they're constantly asking the same questions every day. Hey. Brother, to you, where if I was a football player or a basketball player where I had a few days off and I could think about things and get away from it, maybe I come in with a, you know, maybe I should write some jokes or something and get people to start laughing sooner. I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Here, I, I can tell so, you, you, I, I decided in April that you had no chance. There was an election here in St. Louis, and I'm there. You, you did hit a home run, and I want to talk baseball. And some news person says, "Mark, how do you feel about a gun law that's going to be voted on here in St. <laughs> no. Louis?" I, and you, you, I don't know if you remember that or not, but I knew you had no chance no. that season. <laughs> he said, yeah. "Come on, you're, you're a California resident." <laughs> yeah, right. A gun law. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, for a guy, I, I'm afraid of. I'm both things scare me. So it's like, uh, I, I don't, that's the thing. It's like, it's like, in, 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 it's like to try to, to, to do something at that magnitude with today with the social media and, you know, just the, the, you know, just the, the hatred that people do on social media today is just ridiculous. And, and it's just, uh, you know, I, I just, I've never been on social media. I don't care to ever be on social media. I don't, my kids don't have social media and it's just like the amount of things that people say today, um, you know, the negativity is just outweighs everything Mm -hmm. where back then, you know, you, you had to listen to the radio or, or do, uh, listen to a TV show or what a read in the paper. If somebody was going to be on you today, it's just so right there. Um, and it's unfortunate because that could really deteriorate. Uh, somebody's uh, feelings about really trying to to be successful and try to take it to another level and whatever they want to be in because of because of what's going on today and it's just sort of sad. You couldn't have said it any better than that. Hey, we, we want to ask you one more question, and it revolves around the 2011 postseason when you were the Cardinal hitting coach. David Free stopped by about a month ago and was talking about how Tony was getting ready to bench him. He was struggling, and you. Uh, for lack of a better term, went to bat for David Freeze. Do you remember that? Yeah. What happened? What did he say? He, he said that say? he said that Tony wanted to bench him, and you said no. I, he's he's right there. He's ready to go. And, yeah. and and then he he took off. Well, you know, I it's it's funny because it's like you know, I, as a hitter, I was self taught, 
so I, I, I can see things that I, I think a lot of hitting coaches, especially they hitting coaches, can't see. And, and I know that feeling. Um, and and it, to, me, to me, it's not about getting a hit every day. It's about the repetition and where you're putting your body every, every time you're swinging the bat, every time you take a pitch, your work inside the cage before the game, maybe sometimes after the game. And, and when you can see somebody that's, that's online and maybe not getting some hits, you just know it's a, ma- it's a matter of one pitch. It's a matter of one swing. And, I, and, and with David, to me, it was, that was it. And, and it's like, people were like, well, he's struggling. I'm like, no, he's not. Watch. And it's like, I can see those things. And, and something that I, I try to instill in my kids today, I said, it's not about getting a, it's not about getting a hit every day. It's about you having the repetition of that same swing in the same lines that you are going to be. You're ready to go, and it, sometimes it doesn't work out. You have to understand, the guy on the mound is getting paid a lot of money to get you out. <laughs> you know, he's not going to throw you a cookie every time. You know, and, and hitters, hitters make a lot of money on pitchers' mistakes. And there's times throughout the, the season that pitchers are not going to give you mistakes, and that's just the given. So that being said, when you're doing your work and you watch somebody swing, if they are online and they, they might think they're off and I'm keep telling them they're not. And it's a matter of one pitch. And that's what I saw. And he went off and, and David just, I mean, historical, historical postseason. Um, and <laughs> on top of it, just one wonderful, great human being. Yeah, and uh, a, a huge, obviously, like you, member of Cardinal history and a, a great member of the Cardinal alumni. Mark, we can't thank you enough for being so generous with your time. We're so looking forward to Sunday night and watching the documentary and reliving 1998, and we're so thrilled that you did it with us here today. Well, I really appreciate it, Randy, Michelle. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, let me give a shout-out to my my uh, father-in-law, Bob. He just he, uh, had knee replacement today, so uh, he... Uh, he was recovering well, and give him a shout-out to him and tell him we missed him out here in California. All right, great. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. All right, take care. Thanks, Mark. Right. Bye-bye.